everybody You know who it is And if you don't, let me introduce myself I am the young entrepreneur and creative director of K.I.L.E.E. Creations And also your co-host of the I Got Sense podcast I'm sitting here with the man, the myth, the legend I'm sitting here with the man, the myth, the legend, the financial professional with many years of experience and knowing how to make money, how to manage money, and how to make your money make money for you. Shyon Simmons, everybody. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Shyon Simmons, the I Got Sense Investment Advisor, and we're here again with another episode. Yes, we are. What's going on today, man? You know, I'm just trying to break old habits. I noticed that on previous episodes, I may start off by saying, yes, yes, y'all. What's so, wrong with that? I don't want to sound, I don't want people to make a compilation of my 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 words. Like, oh, I keep. Man, that's how we up. did it back in this the, the 80s. cut right here. Man, that's that Craig Mack. Hey, I keep accidentally pressing the buttons on the uh, little board here. But yeah, I, I, you know, I'm not, I'm just, I'm just trying to mix it up for the people. We're going ahead and put some flavor in their ear like Craig Mack said, man. <laughs> ain't nothing to it You know what I'm saying Here comes the brand Nah let me stop Man there you go right there Ain't nothing Ain't nothing wrong with the Yes yes y'all That's how we used to rock it Back in the 80s baby Well you know I was born in 92 so Speaking of 92 we I think can. that's the perfect segue Into today's episode What we got going on today man Big sight <laughs> New Ah, All eyes on me All yes, eyes sir. on me Bro this here that's this, it. This social media is a cold game, ain't it, brother? You know it is, but it's it's a cold game and it's a hot game at the same time. But you gotta know how to play the game. Yes, sir. And a lot of us don't know how to play it. Some <laughs> of us are just figuring it out. Um, but uh, the folks that own them platforms, uh, they've been making a killing off of this. Yeah, they billionaires now, man. Yeah, they definitely did project that that would be the case when social oh i'm sorry let me be more specific when facebook was a thing some years ago i think uh the lawsuit that came about as a result of the winklevoss twins mm-hmm. and um oh boy who owns it what's his name zuckerberg zuckerberg Mark? yeah that whole settlement agreement between mm-hmm. them was 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 more than a couple m's right yes sir because they were talking about uh they should have some ownership and uh mark was saying no i'll ju- I just ask you all to work on a little bit 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 here and uh you did it and i gave it back to him and i compensated you for it so you get zero on yeah he was trying to oh hold on let me fail he was trying to Get that cash Yes he was trying To get those dollars And, and today uh, While we're talking About uh, the uh, phenomenon Of uh, social media And uh, everybody Trying to get As many views And likes as mm. possible um, How this here Whole uh, social media Platform thing Is just morphed Into um, It's just a game About money Who getting the money And who getting the money Taken out of their pockets Well I think it goes Hand in hand With uh, the concept Of learning how to Make money Manage money And make your money Make money for you But in relation to Social media Learning how to make money On social media Absolutely We learn how to Make some money on social media You know what I'm saying You learn how to Get your views up And your views Translate into subscribers And your subscriptions Translate into clients 
or supporters. Yes, your supporters translate into word of mouth. Next thing you know, you got a following, an audience, some sponsors, uh, some you, merch. You, you know. already doing it, aren't you? Uh, you know, just a little bit here <laughs> we, and there. You know, shameless plug, Kelly Creations. If you need video advertisements for your brand online business, yes, product sir. photography to level up your photos Absolutely. on your both your socials and your website, feel free to holler at us. Definitely. And uh, I think they done already started embedding some commercials in our podcast, haven't they? Yeah, you know, I think a brother that sounds just like me said something about Anchor FM. If you need a platform that helps you distribute your podcast right. and this, that, and the whole nine, y'all heard the ad. Don't yes, kill sir. me. <laughs> we just trying to get our sponsor dollars yeah. up. Yeah, and we gonna keep getting them up too. You got the shell, 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 shell. Oh yes, yes sir. sir. You got the shell, baby. Yeah, I had to play that for Sean. That's that's gonna be your anthem for this podcast until we decide to switch up the EPMD song. <laughs> Man, so we haven't that's gotten your in tr- we haven't gotten in trouble with EPMD, have we? We still good. You know, I'm gonna act like you ain't even say nothing about no trouble because I hope they ain't listening. Nah, I'm just playing. Man, nah, we we ain't been flagged. You know, shout out EPMD. Actually, shout out Tupac. RIP. You know I'm hoping I'm, I'm hoping that they do contact us. Yeah, that would be amazing. Because if they contact us, that means our our following is getting up and it's getting out there to the point where they're concerned that uh they missing out on some of these virtual dollars we talking about today. That's it. It's all about these likes. Well, if we trying to go viral in that way, let me go ahead and play everybody's song there. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm cutting up. Let me uh-huh. let me slow it down and bring it back to the topic. As a matter of fact, <laughs> you know, uh, the wife told me we be cutting up too much on here. Cutting up? We getting a little too ratchet on the podcast? That's what she told me. She wanted to be a little more corporate, well, a little more polished. I told her to mind her business. Ooh, Shine <laughs> going to miss it from the podcast, y'all. <laughs> it's going to be your host and your co-host, Andre, before too long. He keep talking like that. <laughs> and I, 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 kept it, uh, I kept it mild, man. No, okay. Okay, okay. Let's just hope she don't listen to this episode then. Man, she's required to listen to all episodes twice. Well, let me go ahead and shout her out, though, for that uh, gumbo that she made. That was pretty fire. Is that what it was? Was it gumbo? Yes, that it I was had? gumbo. Yeah, that had it me was, over here. You put me in, you putting me in a bad spot, man. Because oh, my know, bad. I don't like seafood, um, but I love my wife's food. So, oh, see, so you got yourself right out the spot you <laughs> thought you was put in. See, you good. I think so. And, and, now, and that, ladies and gentlemen, is how you finesse. Yeah. Well, on a serious <laughs> note, uh, the fact that anyone takes the time and effort to do something to make sure I'm good, um, I love it. So, absolutely. I I never complain about anything she cooks for me um, because we typically eat all our meals out. So um, her at home actually preparing a meal, that's special in itself. So, yes, I I love her gumbo, too. Two times for the cash register for that flex on the low. All right. For our new listeners, though, that are out there, we do want to drop some um, sense as to what the I Got Sense perspective is. So as I always say, so with that being said, mm-hmm. <laughs> what is I Got Sense? Well, it's a perspective, a comprehensive approach to teach logical financial literacy fundamentals. So individuals know, know better, understand how to leverage their money and position themselves to facilitate what? Group economic power. Learn how to make money, in other words, how to manage money, in other words, and how to make your money, make money for you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So let me go ahead and 
rewind us back into the Excite. concept of the episode. We talking about all lies on me. You know, we live in a generation where, or we live in a time where social media is pretty much like the new norm, right? Everybody on Instagram wants to have all eyes on them. They want all the followers, all the likes, all the love, all the attention, all the comments, whether it's good or bad. Man, it's almost like if you're not on social media, you don't even uh, exist anymore. But you know, there's so many pros that go hand in hand with the cons when it comes to social media. Definitely. Me personally, I love social media and I've used it to my advantage uh, since uh, I'd say 2005 because I was one of the first people to get on social media on Facebook Mm. um, back when you had to have an email issued by an accredited college. So Yeah, you um, was about a year ahead of me. I was a Matter of fact, no, you were you were two years ahead of me on Facebook. My first Facebook account, or my first, my only Facebook account, I first got onto Facebook. I want to say two thousand and eight or nine. It was about my sophomore junior year. Okay, I, I was on uh, September of two thousand three um, when I was adjunct professor at uh, Clark Atlanta and uh, Morris Brown College. Eight. <clears throat> Excuse me, I promise it ain't coronavirus. <laughs> Can't even cough, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so when, when, when I was teaching, I had a college email, so I jumped on, and um, um, I think uh, maybe around 2005, uh, they opened it up for everyone, yeah. and um, I got rid of that original account I had, but um, the account I have now, my uh, Cheyenne Simmons uh, Facebook uh, page, I've had that since 2005, man. And how has social media fared for you since then? Oh, it's been great for me. Um, I have uh, nothing uh, but positive things to say about it. But, of course, uh, from from my perspective, um, I never um, really uh, subscribed to uh, focusing on getting a lot of followers or, you know, a lot of friends and everything. Mm -hmm. I literally used it um, to connect with my existing uh, network of friends. Well, see, me personally, I've learned, I've grown to learn, excuse me, I've grown to learn how to utilize Instagram specifically Mm -hmm. as a platform to grow my business. Um, I I hadn't always been business minded in my approach to using social media. Right. I used, gotcha. I, I had um, in college and in high school, specifically college, because I don't think Instagram was around in high school. Yeah, it definitely wasn't. Graduated class of 10. I ain't that old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, yeah, so in college, when Instagram came around, you know, it was all about talking to friends. And, and right. I was also um, on a path of becoming like a model and actor. So, you know, I was taking selfies. I was showing my modeling stuff. You know what I'm saying? It had to. Paralysis out and the biceps and whatnot, just to build my brand as a model. Mm-hmm. But that was my first interaction with learning how to build a brand. Right. Um, and I think that was the uh, original spirit and intent of social media platforms for yeah. you to just network and uh, um, um, contact um, people that you wanted to stay in contact with. Yeah. Um, but over the years, um, what it has done is it has morphed and now it's a tool that's used to um, exploit um, human psychology. Mm. And that's kind of what we're talking about today because I think the entire um, arena of social media is now used primarily um, to uh, generate money one way or the other. I got a good 
a very good uh, Netflix documentary for you that's on this topic of uh, human psychology and social media and, and exploitation of uh, human psychology using social media. Okay. I want to say it is The Social Dilemma, but there were two of them. One of them was really bad, but one of them was really good. I think The Social Dilemma was it. I'm pretty sure it was Social Dilemma, okay. but basically they talk about how um, there's like a team of people behind your profile. Mm-hmm. And they're tossing you advertisements left and right without you even knowing it's based on your pattern and how you interact on social media. And mm-hmm. by interact, I mean what you like, what you comment on, what you scroll past, what is, you stop on, is that a what fancy, you search. Is that a fancy way of saying an algorithm? That's, <laughs> is that what is that what you're talking you about? You got the shell, shell, <laughs> shell, shell. Reading my mind, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, that's what that's it what sounds I was trying like to, say. to me. And uh <laughs> that that's basically what uh social media is turned into. Yeah. Uh, they actually uh track every movement, they know all your behaviors. And before it got relevant on social media, we actually started seeing it um, in um, the economy. Mm. Um, remember when they first started coming out talking about rewards programs in the grocery stores? And, you know, uh, each time you come in there, uh, they want you to uh, pull out your record or rewards card or either put in your phone number. What they're really doing is tracking your buying behavior. Mm. Collecting data. Collecting data, yes. And that is a big business nowadays. And so who knows how this here works or who understands it? More of the younger generations, they really understand it because these uh, young kids, they're out there actually making millions and millions of dollars. Hey, we on our way, Cali Creations. Go ahead and follow us. You know, I got Sense Podcast. We on our way as well. I'm part of the younger generation that's utilizing this hip social media as a tool to grow our network and to inform people of valuable information and to be a resource to our communities. Absolutely. But those young, those ones, that are younger than you the ones that I was just trying to fit in with the younger man them young folks now going to kindergarten and pre-k with an iPad in their hand yeah that's facts you know that is facts so I mean don't know how to turn a page in a book but know how to navigate a whole tablet they're they're learning it uh, from day one Um, however um, by learning it from day one um, what you have to uh, uh, really figure out um, while you're using this here phenomenal tool is whether you're the prey or whether or not you're the one um, being preyed upon, mm. you know, because uh, everybody wants the likes. Um, I know uh, what we've started doing here um, uh, as we've seen the success grow with this podcast, we've started uh, uh, actually uh, making sure that we um, remind our followers um, to uh, uh, subscribe and invite other people to subscribe. We want to get our viewership up. Absolutely. So we, we definitely uh, understand um, how that works. So mm-hmm. everyone is in the business of uh, getting all eyes on me now. You know, how many it's eyeballs like, can we nope. get looking at us? That's it. You hit the nail on the coffin. That's big business right there. All eyes on me. <laughs> Bruh, if you could demonstrate to any advertiser that you can put something on your social media platform and instantly have millions of people see it, that translates into money for advertisers and sponsors and Mm -hmm. whoever else wants to be in business with you to get their product in front of a a bunch of eyeballs. Absolutely. The, the, 
best thing I can compare this to is television before social media, like so, Super Bowl, like Super Bowl Sunday yes. television, like primetime television where right. people paying millions of dollars for that ad space. Right. So if you're able to generate hundreds of thousands to millions to multi-millions of views for the content that you put out there, you got big money coming your way. Yeah. And, and the younger people have figured that out. Mm-hmm. Now, that's a, a, a great thing, but there are also some uh, downside to that because mm-hmm. now the bar is being, uh, well, the envelope is being pushed so much. People are going to uh, great extremes now to be polarizing, um, to, uh, you know, uh, one up the next person. So now you see, you know, um, the things like world star hip hop that used to be a big thing where posting fights yeah. was a big thing. Now it's just, uh, you know, a lot of nudity, uh, nudity, uh, nudity, to, nudity. <laughs> um, you know, the extremes with uh, uh, people just not following social norms anymore. Mm-hmm. No more respect for uh, social etiquette. Uh, and, and so the, the the Internet now has become the new normal. But we're in just a, a, a total civil discord now. No mm-hmm. one follows any rules and everyone has a voice um, and everyone can kind of march to their own drumbeat, but it's kind of causing chaos. Would you say that? Yeah, I would say the internet is like the modern day Wild Wild West, to be honest. Yes, Especially it is. with uh, the ability to like Photoshop mm-hmm. uh, uh, photos and create misinformation, uh, right. false headlines. And we were talking about yeah. clickbait off air. Right, exactly. We were talking about that in, in some of our uh, uh, production meetings and mm-hmm. things and and how um, I uh, personally don't necessarily care for clickbait. How you think I feel, man? I'm the one that got to put these advertisements out for the <laughs> podcast. Shout out to LeBron James. Love the brother and everything he's doing. But I had put a post out there highlighting right. our podcast and used him, Oprah, and Tyler Perry as yes. examples. I was playing devil's advocate of the perspective mm-hmm. a person may have when they feel they're not doing enough for their community. Right. Again, I was playing devil's advocate of a perspective that some people have, not me. I was right. just being the voice of them Yes, but to propose when- an alternative right. perspective for you to you know, combat and provide the information in oh, relation to the podcast. I got I'm just reiterating that because some people don't seem to, you know, put two and two together or listen to the whole thing. I got you, but when you <laughs> when you when you took that approach and mm-hmm. used that strategy, and we looked at the analytics, man, we, that thing got over three thousand views. You see what I'm saying? So it's crazy. you know that that so when you have uh, someone that's going to be an attention grabber, now that clickbait, I see the upside of it, mm-hmm. and now I'm not a. I'm so apprehensive about. Yeah, you was on the last podcast, podcast talking about uh, starting some podcast beef with the, with our other fellow podcasters. Hey man, whatever we need. you got the show. Hey, you feel me? He wilding over here, man. <laughs> we DJ rep- Dividends trying to roll up on some folks. Yeah, West Side. <laughs> oh man. Ah, right, we gonna bring that you back. Got yeah. But yeah, this whole that that that's that's where we're going now because I think the original spirit and intent of social media yeah. 
has now taken on its own life, mm-hmm. and now it's kind of like uh, the genie out of the bottle. Yeah, it's it's completely out of control, and it's all about dollar bills now. So in order for you to get the most dollar bills, you need the most eyeballs on you, and in, in order to get the most eyeballs on you, you got to be more and more extreme. To mm-hmm. the point where um, you 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 don't you don't even expect to be shocked anymore from some of the stuff you see. Yeah. And so how do how do we find a balance? We're not here to uh, um, be the uh, adjudicators of how you find balance on that. We're just um, bringing this here uh, to the attention of our listeners. Yeah, it's a conversation a we conversation, have, and just you know yeah. tying in financial responsibility right. and financial opportunity into modern day opportunities such as. Social media, Instagram, interacting, social capital, as well as financial capital. So there's there's definitely a correlation between the two. But um, to that point, I personally choose to believe that the best way to build a loyal, respectful, gracious audience Mm -hmm. is by adding value. I agree 100%. Value may vary based on whatever your industry is. Mm -hmm. Um, It's also... I'm sorry, in addition to adding value, I should say, in addition to adding value, another way that I believe we can grow our audience to match those characteristics mm-hmm. would be to make our content relatable, shareable, yeah. and relevant. Absolutely. And as accurate and meaningful as possible. Exactly. And, and that's what we strive to do. And that's um, our overall goal. So for our viewers out there, how does this apply to you and yours, whatever yours can be, whether you're um, an aspiring fitness trainer or whether you're an aspiring artist, uh, whether it be painting, uh, Mm -hmm. whether it be blowtorch, fire making, pot handling, water bottle sculpting, whatever whatever it is, you know what I mean? Uh, What does this look like for you? Well, I I would also like to believe that authenticity is is what sells. if you look at the people who are the most popular within their in- industry, um, in addition to authenticity or maybe them adding value, there's also a level of consistency. But mm-hmm. how does this look when you're on the other side of the fence, when you're doing things that may be disruptive towards mm-hmm. society outside of the realm of social media? So, for example, if you were to, f- let's say, come across a video on your Explore page of a guy walking into a 7-Eleven, looking at the cash um what do you call the guys on the other side of cash register? Cashiers. The cashier. <laughs> Goodness. <laughs> Looking at the cashier and he, you know, he says, uh, oh, you know, he rings up his food and the dude slap him in the face. Yeah. And, and, and that's it, you know. That's what it's come to. That video is gets, what, 100,000 views? Probably more than that. It's viral. Really quick. And then people start emulating that behavior. Failing right. to realize that a conversation was probably had before that video was created. He probably mm-hmm. knows the guy. He probably gave him some money. He probably, you know, there's a whole bunch of pre-production components that could have come into place. Excuse me. Right. Before this happens. But what does that do to our younger generation? Or what does that do to people who just see things for face value rather than see things for the bigger picture? And they don't understand that that was a, a script put together and arranged ahead of time. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're like you said, they're taking it for face value and running with it. And now that somehow gets incorporated into their social norm. Yeah. And, and they think that's OK to do that. And. And so we and and we've gone through this here um, um, uh, situation even with uh, reality TV. Mm. At one point in time, um, reality TV was uh, very civil. Yeah, 
you know, insight to uh, this is what goes on. But uh, very quickly, uh, it turned into uh, who can shout the loudest, who could be the most insulting. And, you know, a lot, in a lot of instances, it has come to uh, uh, punches being thrown and, and, and a few instances where even deaths have occurred. Yeah. Um, it's see my approach towards reality TV and my I get let me rewind. All right, what I'm trying to say here is I'm not going to knock nobody how they make their money. Um, at the end of the day, I'm not going to put put salt on anybody else's game on how they get it. To mm-hmm. each his own. I respect it. You know, life is hard enough. Um, I agree. I agree. But I also do believe that whatever it is that you do to get money and whatever you do to publicize money, you bear the responsibility of the negative or positive uh, implications that comes along with that behavior, whether good or bad. Right. And even from a money standpoint, I, I'm more concerned about the millions and millions of uh, young black folks out there that are emulating this behavior and doing it, but they're not even understanding the monetary implications and they're not even yeah. getting paid for it. Somebody else is actually making the money off it. Now, that's the crazy part. Yeah. And that's to my point exactly of what I was saying. They bear the responsibility of their actions by mm-hmm. emulating such behavior. Uh I think a lot of times um, when we're on television and we, you know, anybody who's on television, even us with this podcast, there has to be a sense of authenticity, of course, but also an awareness for how our actions may impact someone else who may be digesting the content that we're producing, whether it be visually or whether it be them listening to it. Right. And, and and that's the that's actually the um the the thesis behind this here entire podcast today, um making this here aware to the public so that they can um take a better look at how to avoid um being exploited financially yeah through social media mm-hmm. or even exploited emotionally because it takes a toll on people's psychology when mm-hmm. they go out and emulate behaviors that others are doing and they don't get the right. same response or reaction or likes or attention or views. Right. And and, and I see um, at least twice a day, every day, year round, um, with no exceptions at all. I always see some uh, someone put a post on uh, Instagram, uh, Twitter, Facebook, whatever mm-hmm. have you, where they're complaining about, oh, I do something positive about my business or uh, uh, an accomplishment and I only get five likes but, <laughs> but you know somebody else put a sex tape on there and they get a million likes and and so that that's that's the, the the dilemma you have with social media now where's the balance set between the two and if you're gonna go um to that extreme um and push the envelope that far at least you should um strategize to make sure that you're the one uh, monetizing it and not someone else right and you you touched on a lot of good points here. I want to rewind a little bit and touch on one of the points that you brought up, right? Um, one of them was the sex tape versus accolades. Mm-hmm. Um, when growing a brand, people have to realize that we all use social media for different reasons. What your reason is, is your reason. Mm-hmm. No knock to that. That's your freedom and your right. What you cannot do is look at this person's brand that they've built with conscious effort, intent and consistency and compare that to your personal Instagram, which you hop on inconsistently and just interact with friends and family or whoever. 
there's 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 two different worlds here. Right. Picture this as a uh, uh, walk with me through with this analogy. So we're all on television, right? Some of us realize we're on television to make money and that mm-hmm. there's financial opportunities for it. Some of us realize we're just on television just to be on television. Mm-hmm. Essentially, we're all in this realm. We're all in this world. Right. What you do with it is up to you. Mm-hmm. Um, you have a brand who's put intentional effort to grow. You have yourself who may not realize that you you being put in this public space is a brand. Right. Because you're using this as a platform to simply do is what it's advertised to socially engage, mm-hmm. um, connect, talk to friends, family, share funny things here and there. But then you start getting upset when you see that these brands who have most of the time have machines behind them or specific intent are growing or are getting certain traction or getting certain attention. Absolutely. And you're not. You can't have that mindset of such and such is doing this. Why am I not doing this? Right. You have to understand that it comes with time, consistency, intentionality, effort, and all of the above to grow your brand. Absolutely. So although you may be posting accolades today and you get five likes, continue to showcase some more achievements. And I guarantee you, no different than in, in, in reality, what you put out there will be attracted back to you. You'll begin to start developing a following that may look up to you or a following that is in the same niche as you or a following that would appreciate things you post. Absolutely. But it comes with time, effort, consistency, and intentionality. Right. And you have to have a strategy. And oftentimes, uh, most people that use social media platforms, they don't have that strategy. They're just Mm -hmm. uh, interested in trying to be famous for being famous. Yeah. Which just goes back, I got to get my likes up. And I, you know, I'm pretty sure one day we'll have a very, very famous person on this podcast to share some insight on what it is to be famous behind closed doors. You I know? hope it's not me. <laughs> I don't want to be famous. I don't want it, bro. I want to walk down the street unbothered yeah, with you all want the your money. Freedom. I heard I want that. My freedom. Hey, I relate. Same here, brother. But you know, it comes with a large responsibility, and a lot of times people think that. Having such having so many eyes on you is a great thing. And I'm not speaking for these people, but I've heard a lot of successful people say that having so many eyes on them is emotionally draining. Yes. uh, Having so much attention where you can't even walk outside the house is is, is, it's a lot. And it it takes a it takes a special kind of person to have to endure that amount of energy. 24 right. seven. And, and, and what, what comes to mind first and foremost, um, out of everything I'm thinking about, about social media is the, uh, Kardashian clan mm-hmm. and how they have turned, uh, social media into, uh, a hundred million dollars, you know, hundreds of millions yeah. of dollars of a business. However, when you take a look at all of men that have been involved in their individual lives, yeah. that social media attention uh, has kind of uh, taken a dark turn for them. You know, that's a perspective. I think I have a different perspective and okay. I'm not, I'm not knocking it. Um, I respect the hustle on their behalf. I respect. Oh, I love their hustle. Yeah. I respect, I respect what they've built. Um, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's very difficult to be in a relationship and to go through the cycle of a life where relationships don't pan out mm-hmm. and the de- decisions you make within that relationship. It's probably even more taxing and difficult to do so in the public eye. Absolutely. So I would agree with unf- that. 
although there may have been sex tapes involved here and there or divorces here and such and such is a drug addict here. You know, I, I believe if we look at a, a reflection of either our own lives or our own families, we can find some sort of relation to, to that component within our own families. Absolutely. I agree 100 percent. Um, So I I'm not saying that they weren't didn't have some level of privilege to get the opportunity that they were granted. I'm mm-hmm. not saying that at all. But what I am saying is I don't knock the fact that they are where they're at as a result of being so uh, open I don't, with everybody. I don't knock them at all. I, I celebrate them and I defend them because uh, for them to have uh, um, grown it to what it is today yeah. and the success they uh, have seen, um, for those that come along and say they have no talent and they badmouth them and say they don't do anything, well, they're doing something if they got that kind of money. And it's not just one of them yeah. that's doing it. Every they're single all, one of them. They're all out mm-hmm. there killing it. So anytime I see successful business people, I'm their biggest cheerleader. I want to be the president of their fan club. Yeah. Uh, what I'm talking about is each and every one of those uh, ladies and their personal relationships and the guys that they were involved in. Mm-hmm. It seems like them being in that orbit of 24-hour social media attention, they didn't handle it as well because they were not prepared or they did not mm-hmm. have um, the acumen to be able to handle it um, in a manner that was going to be successful for them. They just basically couldn't cut being under the uh, uh, microscope for 24 hours a day. And ultimately, um, that's a reoccurring theme um, with all the men that have been in the Kardashian girls' lives is that um, they, they they couldn't handle that that spotlight and ultimately they had to get away from it. I could would see you, that. Would you, would you agree with that? Is that a fair assessment? Uh, I, I could see that being a perspective on it. I personally can't have a stance on it because I didn't really follow them too closely from, you know, watching the shows or anything. I do, you know, I've always, I've always followed Kanye West's um, journey. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy to see the growth he's made, although he's spoke out or made misspoke on certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm definitely happy to see that he and Kim Kardashian are doing what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I think that goes back to my point earlier, what I was saying, it's not meant, f- it takes a special kind of person to have so many eyes and so much energy on you 24 right. seven. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I don't think as humans, we're wired to have that amount of attention on us all the time or to even engage that amount of energy on a consistent basis. I mean, you think about someone like uh, Kim Kardashian, I think I might misquote this. I'll, I'll fact check later, but I'm sure she has well over 10 million followers on Instagram. Um, the last time I read, I think she had 160 million followers somewhere. I got, I got about... Almost 2,000. <laughs> and I couldn't imagine what engaging all 2,000 of those people would be like yeah. on, a, on, a, on a daily basis. You know so the, I couldn't even imagine <laughs> what having more than cities, counties, and countries have and, in population. The, the funny thing about it is I um, never really followed them yeah. until um, one of the girls uh, was engaged to... Um, one of the players that played for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah, Tristan Thompson. You talking yeah. about Khloe Kardashian? Yeah, okay, I know. So, you know that Kardashian. I but, know a little bit about. But, but I never really <laughs> paid them attention until that came up because one of the things that I was reading 
um, in the backgrounds of in, in, in the uh, publications was that um, supposedly LeBron James um, pretty much uh, not necessarily ridiculed um, uh, Tristan Thompson, mm-hmm. but he basically went to him and laid out some informal rules about the do's and don'ts and what he can and can't do because um, apparently um, the uh, Kardashian um, in a relationship with a professional athlete mm-hmm. um, involved them being courtside. Mm. And so apparently something had happened with uh, one of the Kardashian girls dating someone here in L.A. and always being at a Lakers or a Clippers game mm-hmm. or whatever. And so once uh, the the uh, one of the, the Kardashians girls, the one involved with uh, Tristan Thompson, mm-hmm. when she got involved involved with him then all of a sudden she started popping up on the sideline every game Mm -hmm. and LeBron James was like nah champ we not having it Mm -hmm. I'm I'm shutting it down right now so that's what made me really um, get involved and started following them and reading and once I started reading about each and every one of them Mm -hmm. making millions of dollars off of it and then that parlayed into a reality show then the one of the younger ones um became a billionaire with some lip gloss and mm-hmm. all. I'm like, man, they out there <laughs> killing it. Yeah, they, man. It's, it sounds like you know a lot about the uh, uh, the, the the juiciness of what's going on in their they lives. Uh, bro, I read a lot of it, and I would, <laughs> and I would read from not the tabloid stuff. Yeah. These would be like the local newspaper. You know, okay, you can go yeah, online now yeah. and read a lot of that uh-huh. stuff. And, and so um, what I learned through all of that stuff, um, I didn't even know that uh, James Harden was involved with one of them at one yeah. time. But I mean, <laughs> I started finding out a lot of this stuff, but each and every instance, that 24-hour um, uh, microscope on them mm-hmm. for the guys involved with them, they ultimately said, this is not going to work. Or yeah. in the instance that I just gave, LeBron James was like, no, champ, yeah, you can't doing that. You can't have her showing up every night courtside yeah. and the cameras being on her. That's a distraction of what we're doing here. Yeah. And then that that that's the that's point. That's a testament that I was to his to, true leadership too. To, yeah. That's the setting that, the ground rules. Yeah, that that was the that was the uh point that I was trying to make about, mm-hmm. you know, while they benefit from it and they thrive in it, um, those guys involved with them, they're not really built. Um, you know, or they're not they're not uh, set up to be able to handle yeah um, that, the, that the attention and the energy that comes from right. yeah being in their world essentially and and all of this here translates to everyday people like you and I and our listeners mm-hmm. and everything and so that that's the whole point of the podcast today talking about that and you understanding. Um, all the implications that go along with this social media and having those eyes on you. So is there a plan? Is there a strategy? And are you monetizing for it? Or is someone else pushing you in front of the camera, but they're using your content and now they're monetizing from it and you're not getting anything but a little notoriety? Right. Yeah, that's 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 a great point that you bring up. Would you like to dive into that a little more? I'm, well, I'm, I mean, my thing is I'm from to hear more from a financial standpoint. Yeah, um, I know for a fact that Facebook uh, went public uh, um, in the second half of uh, 2012, mm-hmm. 
And I know I jumped out and uh, bought some of the stock right at twenty nine thousand. Too bad I didn't meet I mean, you in two thousand twelve. At twenty uh, nine dollars a share, I would have had some uh, stocks myself had I met Cheyenne in two thousand twelve. But it's okay. And I was <laughs> and I was a little upset with one of the uh, one of the uh, investment clubs that I was in because yeah. we were all supposed to pitch in the same amount of money and get fifty thousand dollars worth of fifty thousand dollars worth of shares. And uh, uh, out of, uh, I think, 10 of us, only four showed up with the money. So our plan to get 50,000 shares in the investment group didn't pan out. So the four of us that showed up with our money, we went out and just bought our own shares of it. But I yeah. know I got the shares of Facebook uh, back in uh, uh, 2012, and uh, uh, it has been very rewarding for me. So... I've monetized from Facebook and I still carry some of those shares in my portfolio now. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I benefit from it. So um, even to this day, that's why I still use it because um, I consider myself an owner. Yeah, I was going to say you benefit from it because you've invested your own financial yes. month or your own financial means into a stock of the company, ownership into the company. Yes, and now I read the uh, ten the ten K reports mm -hmm. um, about the financial position of it, where they're going, and so I've kind of been reading behind the scenes for the last eight years yeah. of where they're trying to take the com uh, company. So I understand exactly what they're doing because Mark Zuckerberg back then uh -huh. was explaining to investors, trust me, this is not just a uh, networking thing for people to keep up with their friends. We have a great um, vision of how to monetize this thing. Yeah. And so they already had this here plan with the algorithms and understanding the human psychology and how to use that to get money out of our pockets and into their pockets. Yeah. And so in addition to me seeing my stock value grow, I was able to read some of the insight and then see how this here social media uh, phenomenon has really taken over our psychology. And now it's 2020 and it seems like 99% of all social media platforms now is about getting them dollars. Dollars and data, <laughs> double D. The data is valuable and they use that data. You know how like if, uh, and I know you've experienced this uh, probably on any social media platform, but I know especially on um, Facebook. Mm -hmm. If my wife says, "Hey, uh, uh, I want I want to get a, a couple of pairs of uh, Nikes for uh, uh, my birthday this year," uh, can you see what they got out there in uh, white and anything with purple in it? Or how about I just uh, log into Instagram right now and start scrolling and see an ad of exactly what you're talking about, Papa? Exactly, that's what I'm <laughs> talking about. So they they got it down to a science to yeah. whatever you point and click on. Yeah. If you don't buy it right then and there, within five minutes, it's gonna be popping up on your timeline. Yep. Like, hey, hey, champ, uh, did you forget about me? <laughs> and it's funny you mentioned that. I remember very vividly. Uh, I want to say in 2010, I was in my senior year of high school. I can't recall which teacher was talking about it, but it was a discussion we were having about preparing ourselves for 
advertisements being placed in mm-hmm. front of our faces all the time as a result of the algorithm, as a result of going from the Nike website to then going to, I don't know, Facebook. And then you have a Facebook ad off to the side. Cause I remember there was a point in time where Facebook didn't have any advertisements. Right. Um, I remember there was a point in time where Instagram didn't have any advertisements and even TikTok, you know, a fairly mm-hmm. new platform. Um, but I think when- it was up until recently, they, I want to say this year where they started to have advertisements. Um, so, but but in 2012, when we invested in those stocks, yeah. Facebook stocks, uh, Mark Zuckerberg was explaining then mm-hmm. how it's all going to plan out. So he already saw how it was going to be down yeah. the road, um, how these algorithms were going to be used. Um, he, he didn't talk about uh, going out, buying up other platforms. You know how he's going out and bought these other social media platforms and he pretty much still has the market corner now. Yeah. He didn't talk about all those things, but that's probably why he's a billionaire right now. And so for me personally, um, I like to talk about that and bring awareness uh, to the public um, as an investment advisor mm-hmm. and let people know about uh, the uh, psych psychological implications of social media and being out there chasing those eyeballs and getting those eyeballs on you. If you're going to do it for whatever reason, I don't knock the reason um, or the content of what you're posting, but at least if you're going to be out there chasing the eyeballs, be intentional, be intentional and get your money out of it. Yes, absolutely. And, and, and also too, uh, you know, with me being a creative director, I work a lot with branding and developing brands and um, appealing to emotions of people. Um, so I'm very hip and very aware of a lot of what we're discussing today and how these tactics are used from. Uh, I just drew a blank. These tactics are used from for lack of better words, the owner's perspective mm-hmm. versus the consumer's perspective. Mm-hmm. So. Um, those of you listening to this podcast, I'm sure a lot of the younger demographic may already be aware, but our older demographic um, definitely start to take a look at how ads are or how not only ads, but how products are placed um, in regards to like people you may follow that may have some sort of following, a large following, mm-hmm. you know, the advertisements, the things that they advertise. Um, we were talking about offline, the David Letterman show. Uh, on Netflix, he uh, actually had a recent show with uh, or a recent episode where he interviewed Kim Kardashian. Coincidentally, we were talking about the Kardashians mm-hmm. and um, she had mentioned how earlier on in her career of growing her social media platform, she was very contradicting in the products that she advertised. One minute she's advertising Carl Jr. Next minute she's advertising this tummy tea that slims you down. Mm-hmm. So also too, just be aware of the the ploy that a lot of people are 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 putting out in, in regards to products. Like, you know, we're, we're advertising this to you, but at the end of the day, you know, people that, that that's her job. Like people wanted to knock it, but now a lot, large majority of people wish that they were influencers or want to be influencers or strive mm-hmm. to be influencers where I have this large audience. It's, yeah. Pay me, pay me like a hundred thousand dollars and I advertise your hamburger, your tummy tea or, you know what I'm saying? Right. Exactly. So, um, we were talking about the psychology of, of human beings and social media. So that was one of the connections that I was making there. I know I kind of went on a little bit of a tangent, but just the psychology of people's behavior when they see a celebrity or see someone uh, that they look up to or aspire to be like using these products, they feel as though, oh, 
because such and such uses the product, I can use the product and get the same results or, oh, mm-hmm. I'm going to do this because such and such endorses this. You right. know what I'm saying? Exactly. So uh, definitely just be mindful, be aware of the fact that you're always going to be constantly sold something in this, in, in, in this country, at least. I mean, this is a capitalist country. You can't drive three blocks down the street without seeing loads of information on billboards, trying to pitch, sell an idea. You can't open your phone and do the same. So just heighten your awareness for it and understand that, like you were saying, Sean, if you're going to go into it um, with the intent of becoming quote unquote famous or with the intent of wanting to have this large audience, do it with a specific purpose in mind, do it with intentionality. Exactly. And and that's why um, I don't, I don't knock. uh, And make your money. Yeah, make your money. That's my whole thing. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't knock uh, social media because, like I said, it has worked out well for me twofold. Mm-hmm. Um, as an investor in the stock, and as well as just using it on my platform to build the I Got Sense brand. Yeah. Um, I've had uh, even like with investing, and in, um, I um. Uh, um, oftentimes refer potential clients to my Facebook uh, page and I say, hey, go click on the videos. I have four videos over there. And on those four videos, it's a step-by-step um, three-part series where I show people how to uh, go online uh, and uh, set up a brokerage account and how to actually trade and uh, uh, get, get into the stock market. Mm-hmm. And then there's another video on there where I show people how to strategically strategically pay down debt quicker than they would normally pay it down. Um, so just tools like that has really helped me build my brand yeah. as an investment advisor. And I think when probably um, I would say maybe around 2010, uh, I had um, 110 investment clients. And uh, today um, I'm at 337 investment clients. And I would Very say nice. 80% of them have come through social media. And if they didn't come through social media, it came through word of mouth because Mm -hmm. someone saw it on social media and told someone else and kind of passed it on. So I don't, I don't knock it at all because I feel that I'm using it to my advantage. And um, even though I provide content on Facebook and Mm -hmm. social media and I put pictures on and I do some videos, um, I get what I want out of it. Yeah. And so it's a, it's a win-win as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. And that's all it's really about is just knowing that what, before creating an account, knowing what your intent is with using the platform. Don't just do it mm-hmm. because you see the hype around it. You see everybody's doing it. Or where, you, or where you it's too much. It's not brand new anymore. It's, it's too much time to. <laughs> you all right me. over there, brother? <laughs> you sure it's enough time for you? <laughs> that ain't COVID taking my boy out. Is nah, it? it ain't no COVID. I got they choked on my old neck or something. I don't know what the heck that was. Man, oh, is this content me. that good to you? You Hey, I it? don't know. Oh, pause. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, what was I saying? Man, Gosh, I'm, not, I'm, I don't I'm sorry. I'm sorry for laughing at you. Yeah, no, you man. good. You good. Um, oh yeah, I was basically just highlighting the fact that it's 2020. If you gonna hop on a social platform, which 
I don't know who hasn't by now. Just know what your intent is. If you want to be a consumer or if you want to build a brand and be a consumer or if you just want to build a brand. I mean, man, can I say something a little funny? That's uh, it's 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 at least funny to me. Go ahead. I got my uh, chill button ready just in case I got to press (laughs) it. Yeah, You're going to need the chill button because the the one of the the funniest (laughs) things that I find about some people on Facebook is that they equate to I'm getting off of Facebook for a little while to get my life together. How in the hell are you getting, <laughs> have you ever seen those people that say I'm getting off for a little while to get myself together? What does yeah, that mean? Yeah, man. You know, <laughs> I've always I've tried had to conversations out. <laughs> with my girl about this because I'm I think I'm very different um, mm-hmm. when it comes to social norms around social media. I kind of. <laughs> With my from my personal page, I kind of laugh at a lot of stuff because of how much energy is invested in social media. Mm-hmm. From a personal standpoint, like people making announcements of, "All right, y'all, I'm taking a step away." Like, I don't personally feel like you need to announce that. And I also don't person like when I talk to people and you know I have casual conversations and people will say like, "Oh yeah, you know, like I started." As they're telling me about improvements in their lives, they're including improvements of how they've changed their social media as well. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "That's all great, but don't like what." Like it's, it throws me off. I'm like, dude, this is what? This isn't life. Like this is, yeah, you share your life, but it's like, you don't have to feel so inclined to make announcements that you're doing X, Y, and Z or that you're doing this or that, unless you're genuinely just connecting with people. But if you're trying to, I don't know, man, I, that's something that I personally struggle with because if I don't want to be on social media, I'm gonna take a break. I'm just not going to be on there. I'm not going to tell everybody, But but it'd be different if I guess I had like, hundreds of thousands of, of people looking to come to me for in, like um, entertainment or you know information I just, or something. I just think it's hilarious because uh, people correlate getting off of Facebook with yeah. getting their life together which tells me that your life <laughs> <laughs> your life yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Your if, life had to be headed in the wrong direction. Yeah, if you was, yeah. <laughs> now I do understand the concept of like taking a mental health break from social media because it can be damaging yeah, psychologically on post. your mental health. Yeah, yeah just don't. Yeah, post. That's what my don't, point is. Don't click on that's, the app. That's like, what my point is. No, nah, I deactivated my account because yeah. I'm getting my life together. I'm like, and it, now if that's a conversation you have in person, like if you see somebody in passing that you usually interact with on social media, like what happened? I ain't seen her from you on Instagram which well, is another usually, conversation that's usually how it happens okay. but you know man if I had Andre if I had a dollar for every time <laughs> that I have waking up my wife in the middle of the night yeah I'm in there howling like I'm at a deaf comedy jam. <laughs> just looking at reading some of this stuff yeah. on social media, man. This stuff is more entertaining than oh, television. Oh, it is. It, it is. replaced television. It has. I, I, the only time I really look at television now is if it's a show that's compelling that so, I want to yeah, see. If somehow someone has recommended something yeah. to me or, you know, the wife says uh, she wants to look at a movie with mm-hmm. me together. Other than that, I just look at sports. That's it. Yeah. I don't really look at anything else. I kind of read for the news and yeah. um, all my information. I read like the uh, Wall Street Journal, the mm-hmm. Washington Post, the LA Times, the Chicago Tribune. I get all my uh, info from print. But when I want to be entertained, man, and I go to that social media, when I go to uh, Instagram and uh, 
Facebook yeah. and look at some of these videos. Oh, it's hilarious. Posts. Man, I'm it's talking hilarious. about that. Sheen would wake up in the mornings like, this is ridiculous. You, you need to get <laughs> off of that stuff and stop looking at it if you're not going to be able to control yourself. Yeah, well, the way see, you laughing, waking me up in the middle of the night. <laughs> to that I, point, too. To that point, too. My girl, will, she has videos of me because I watch TikTok a lot. I, mm-hmm. I, it's very entertaining to me. Like, it's funny. It's informative and it's unique. It's not a bunch of people on there taking pictures of themselves trying to get attention or at least not on my feed. I'd, I'd be finding anything from creative cook videos to mm-hmm. people in Thailand singing to people doing dances to the whole nine. Just like this. I love it. Mm-hmm. So um, I will literally watch that as a replacement for watching television before I go to sleep and my girl has videos of me with the phone in my hand just playing the video playing over and over because I'm knocked out or I wake up in the middle of night sometimes I'm like what's that noise look over the side of my bed I was like oh shoot I fell asleep watching TikTok now one thing (laughs) one one thing I have uh, cleaned up a lot is when I get up in the morning yeah um, I don't check on um, social media. Same, same. Unless it's a specific day where I'm posting for you know my business and whatnot. But I, yeah, same. Yeah, I grab my phone when the alarm goes off. Mm-hmm. Um, I check for uh, emails, text, text messages, and emails yeah. to see what's important, what I need to get straightened mm-hmm. out. And then um, by the time I uh, get myself together, um, you know, I go uh, brush up the teeth and yeah. you know wash my face and come back and make up the bed and then go um, get lost in and mm-hmm. start my day off and then I'm usually up and about for about an hour or so before I literally actually go on to uh, social media and yeah. even during the daytime I have to kind of stick to um, just uh, on my um, Facebook dealing with questions or Mm-hmm. Um, fees that come in that relate to my investment clients rather than just digesting the content yeah, and being a I, consumer yeah if I just start bro and hey, I get it's one a, video it's a, it's a whirlpool what's the, what's, the, it's a, uh, what's the term I'm looking for I'm not sure not a dead end not a whirlpool what's I know somebody out there listening and said it it's already. It's a Bermuda. It's a Bermuda triangle. Yeah, that's to what me, it is. That's what it is to me, cause man, I I start seeing that stuff and uh and it be the it, it a lot of times it don't even be the primary content. Yeah, like it it could be it could be uh something where somebody is doing something very polarizing on mm-hmm. the video, but in the background. Um, I see them and they got a mattress on the floor and then it's an air conditioner that's supposed to be in the window mm-hmm. but it's on the floor mm-hmm. and then they got a jar of peanut butter on top of uh-uh. it. <laughs> so you laughing at the aesthetics. You ain't even laughing at the content itself. You just caught up on the aesthetics. Man, and if I get one of those, I just get in, in, drawn into a deep hole. And it, it <laughs> a can, rabbit hole. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah, it, can, it yeah. can go on forever. So those are the types of things. And those are the types of things that have me laughing so much in the middle of the night. Uh, the wife will wake up and uh, tell me, uh, you need to put that mess down and go, you know, go to sleep. Yeah. You need to get up and get out of here. Um, but that the social media, I don't have any problems with it, mm-hmm. and um, I don't um, knock anyone for using it because, like I say, I benefit from it. But oftentimes, the humor that I find in it is I'm thinking like, man, all this content that we're giving away yeah. for free. 
and the very people who should be uh, enriching themselves with it, they're the last ones to get any benefit out of it. Yeah. And it's a few people in the background that are using all this here content and monetizing it and uh, making themselves wealthy and passing all that wealth on to everyone else. That, yeah. That's the sad part about it, but yeah. it, it kind of it kind of makes makes it funny to me when I see that kind of stuff. Because, the content itself, yeah. not the actual. Right. Yeah. And, and I know those people are posting that content because they want the eyeballs. Yeah. They so they they have the extreme stuff on there, but they they haven't connected the dots to realize that this here could possibly go viral. And if it goes viral and it gets millions and millions of hits or whatever, what are you prepared to do with that? Right. Or did you even get any of it? Yeah. You know. Yeah, you pose a you pose some good perspective there. I definitely agree with you. Me personally, I don't have any gripe with social media. I'm very, I've been kind of aware of, you know, it being provided to us as a result of our psychological makeup. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that makes sense. So let me reiterate. It, it, it makes sense. Yeah. It's been basically exploiting us. Yeah. It makes um, sense. Yeah. With the, with the algorithms for how advertisements are thrown at us, the type of content we see, even what you interact with, if you interact with certain posts, uh, those certain posts will pop up on your explore page if you yeah. interact with basketball a lot basketball pop up if you interact with twerk videos a lot twerk videos will pop up right, if you exactly. interact with money a lot money will pop up and I noticed because before I was in my relationship I noticed the change in my explore page oh, right. <laughs> See, I, I, so as I matured as a person what I was looking at matured as well so I never really had a, I never really had a uh, issue with uh, inappropriate stuff uh, yeah. popping up on my feed yeah. um, like I said most of my stuff um, laughing at um, you know the the, the, the content itself yeah. or um, uh, most engagement that I get is because I troll other people right and so like but I troll only for like sports yeah so like people that I know um, that can't be objective and they're just subjective and they love that team because mm -hmm. that's their home team mm -hmm. and a game is on live I use that social media like commentate <laughs> and um, I mean it. the more and more agitated they get and yeah. come back at me especially if they start threatening to fight me and right. let me catch you in the streets man that kind of stuff have me rolling yeah. all over the floor because I'm like I cannot believe people take it that serious people take it that seriously but just imagine this though Sean you know you're in someone's position like a Kim Kardashian or like um, Will Smith like anybody who has a large following and you have so many positive comments but then you get that one that says something like I'm gonna kill your kids or something like that would set people off like that you, doesn't it takes, bother me. But it takes a, it doesn't bother you because you're not, maybe, maybe it, it won't bother you. But if you're seeing that on a daily basis from like this one profile or, you know, or like if you see like these notes that pop up in public, like people do some crazy, strange stuff. So like to be, to have to deal with that on a daily basis and have that level of social responsibility, that, that could be, it takes a special person is I what I'm getting at. I at can't recall, I can't recall ever um, getting agitated or getting upset or like, taking anything personally on yeah. social media and I think I can attribute it back to all the way back in uh, I think it was maybe 2003 or 2004 uh -huh. um, when, when Facebook was like just getting its momentum mm -hmm. at one point in time they had one social media platform called Black Planet I, heard I don't Black know Planet. if you heard, heard of, of that one I wasn't on it but I heard of it and um, that was before MySpace 
Yeah, it was before MySpace, but um, I, you know, I've always been a, a investment advisor. Uh-huh. You know, give, so I was even giving investment advice on there, uh-huh. and uh, um, I gave some investment advice, and then one person uh, commented on it, and then it was a lady, and I gave her some advisement and said it depends, blah blah blah. But apparently, someone who she has a relation—I don't know what kind of close relationship oh, yeah. they had—but the advice I gave was was contrary to what he wanted her to yeah. do. And this here brother told me he was going to come over to my office and, and up beat me you. down. And he, he just... Got the show. <laughs> man, show. He, he kept on and on and on and on. And uh, the, the crazy thing about it was um, at the time... Mm-hmm. I don't know who it was. They, it, I was in the office and uh, one of my associates was asking me what was I laughing about and yeah. I showed him and then she was like, well, you need to uh, gas him up. Oh, so no. Then I he start, was trolling. Yeah, I started gassing him up and then I told him. Cheyenne, that, Cheyenne was uh, acting like a old boy with the, with the colorful hair who were, remained nameless. Yeah, the exactly. Snitch boy. Yeah. yeah, so I was doing, but I started, minus the snitching, you was trolling. <laughs> I, I did that back in two thousand three, okay. and the more and more I gassed him up, the more and more irate he got. Yeah, and it was to the point where he was telling me because I, I think I was like, I'm I'm right here, I'm not going nowhere, and I yeah. gave him an uh, address somewhere, and it, like, I wasn't there, but I of was course like, not. I'm right here at my <laughs> office, blah 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 blah, and he just kept on and on and on, and like twenty five minutes later, he. He's like, I'm outside. And so I thought that was the the funniest thing ever. And then from that point, Poor guy. back in 2003, <laughs> that kind of like had given me uh, my honorary uh, PhD in just uh, social media trolling. <laughs> and so it's never, it's never, ever really bothered me at all. And yeah. so still to this day, I, uh, I I troll people when it comes to uh, sports, uh, sports, especially people, you know, though. Yeah. People yeah. that I know. And um, I kind of like uh, do commentary. Mm-hmm. Um, throughout um, throughout the uh, event and uh, Shia finna had an IGCP caught up <laughs> y'all we about to have a whole bunch of trolls golly but it's all in love and then of course like I said the, the point I was trying to make was I do get negative comments a lot uh today yeah. um, based on financial advice that I give. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's more so to do with because my entire uh, investment strategy is uh, buy and hold yeah. long-term investing. Yeah. I'm investing in the You're not about chip. the quick money. Right. I'm yeah. not in the uh, You don't the really money. touch on the crypto. You don't. Yeah. yeah. The uh, short and stock and everything. Mm-hmm. So that community, the crypto people, yeah. then the uh, ones that uh, do the fast the, uh, money. Yeah. The, the, the puts and the they short the day stock. Day trading and stuff. The day traders, mm-hmm. oh, they hate my guts. And so they, <laughs> they come after me and they get really, really nasty with me too. And yeah. then the people that I know personally uh, from college or high school that support Trump, yeah, I troll them too, and I, you know, I, I fool with them, them also. So I do get that, but I've never ever had it to the point where I've taken any of this stuff personally because I'm like, man, this is better than television. This yeah, is, this is better than HBO because you can literally get real live people, yeah, to subscribe to this is a a part of their everyday social being, and it's real life stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so it sounds like we on two opposite ends of the spectrum here. Man. Me personally, I can't recall the time that I've trolled somebody. 
But I can recount top, countless times where I've been trolled. Man, I'm captain trolled. So, you know, <laughs> I just I just learned that hate is going to hate and just keep <laughs> pushing, you know what I'm saying? And when they troll me, um, if it's true, I usually agree with them because, you know, I'm, 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 yeah. I'm an open book guy. Yeah. I'm very objective. I've been a, a Division I uh, referee. So, you know, in in, uh, basketball, football, baseball, and softball. So I've heard the worst of the worst. I'm sure. (laughs) You know, I've had to have uh, the state trooper give us an escort, you know, away from the arena 10 miles down the road. So when they troll me, if it's true, I mean, I go ahead and acknowledge it because I'm like, I don't have no skin in the game. Absolutely. And I tell people uh, anytime, I'm like, the only time you're going to see me get upset about any professional sports team is if somehow some way their loss caused me to get cut off their payroll and I <laughs> and I haven't been in on, on nobody's payroll so I'm not getting upset about any of that stuff I ain't mad at that you got a good good uh, approach to it sounds like a yeah. solid foundation of trollism yeah but I I, I just, I, just I, I love the uh, fact that that social media platform gives everybody a voice mm-hmm. and you can communicate with anybody around the world as long as they have an internet connection um, and, 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 and so uh, my whole thing is we have to start understanding now that um, social media and social media platforms is a business yeah and they're running their business uh, um, um what am I trying to say here? Their, their business model is understanding the human psychology and using your uh, uninhibited behaviors mm-hmm. to predict um, and guesstimate what you're going to do next. And they, see, they seem to always be one step ahead of you. And that step ahead of you, they're using to take money out of your pockets. Yeah, right on. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Which is why I believe it's uh, to the point that we were making earlier, it's important for us to have a heightened awareness as to what our intent is with using it because Mm -hmm. it can work in your favor or it can work against you. Or you could just be aware of all this and don't really care to use it for any reason. And that's totally okay. Our goal here is to just equip you with the tools and uh, information to help you make a more sound decision and be aware of what you're getting yourself into. And... One thing that I, excuse me. One thing that I coronavirus. Um, man, did you did you infect <laughs> me? <laughs> yeah. The the one thing that I that I really uh, love about uh, social media is is that um, as a, a licensed investment advisor, mm-hmm. I am legally able to give financial advice to the public. Yeah. Um, so now with that being said, most um, professionals in my industry, they won't use social media to make um, investment advice. The only people you see using social media making investment advisement um, recommendations to people are the people that shouldn't be doing it. And they yeah, we've had up, conversations and about they this up, Yeah, they end up getting in trouble about it. <clears throat> I can do it, but when I make the recommendations, I have done all of my due diligence and I'm willing to bet both my arms and my right leg Mm -hmm. that it's a pretty good investment for anyone. And of course, I always tell people about the suitability and everything. Um, So with me using social media and making these investment uh, recommendations um, to the people that follow me, um, I get 99.99% accolades from it because everyone who's taking my investment advice go out and jump in it. And um, I think to date, and I'm not exaggerating, Andre, 
I'm not exaggerating. I swear on a stack of Bibles, um, people send me money mm-hmm. simply because they followed those uh uh, um, recommendings I made mm-hmm. and to date the most money I've got is a client sent me $2,500 cash wow well ladies and gentlemen <laughs> that's a perfect segue to show how you can support our uh, <clears throat> excuse me our podcast by making small donations of anywhere between one to $10 monthly <laughs> yeah that lady said I. she's like you have no idea how much money I made Oh my um, goodness. Off this recommendation, yeah. and, and after uh, you made it, I reached out to you, and then you uh, actually gave me your phone number, mm-hmm. and then I called you, and then you got on with me, and you talked to me for forty five minutes. You didn't you didn't charge me nothing. You didn't do anything, and then I was apprehensive about it, but I made up my decision, and then when I came back and I wanted to do it, you uh, got on with me again with a Zoom meeting, and you showed me how to walk through step by step and mm-hmm. do everything. And I went ahead and did it, and boy, that's the best thing I ever did in my life. And she's like, "This is the the least I can do for you." Wow! I want you to uh, take this here a little bit of money. And she actually sent it to me as a, a certified check. And yeah, man. but that's one of, I, I can't even count. That's amazing. How many uh, cars and uh, letters I've gotten uh, yeah. for people uh, sending me uh, money just for the advice. So I'm, I'm saying all of that to say that uh, um, that's how social media has blessed me. And because I'm licensed and I can give that uh, those recommendations mm-hmm. to the public, um, it is kind of also uh, helped grow my brand. And um, it just continues to uh, bring me more and more clientele as well. So, Absolutely. I have, I have no complaints about it at all. Well, that also goes back to what I believe I mentioned in the beginning of this episode. You use social media with intentionality. Mm-hmm. You're adding value. Yes. You're providing relevant, relatable, and shareable information. And absolutely. it's coming back to you tenfold. Yes, Absolutely. And I just recommend, and like those videos I talked about that I had on Facebook. Yeah. Those things have been on there since 2013, but still to this day. Sound like we're going to have to uh, go ahead and update that, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I need to because when I did it, I was using Scott Trade. And uh, Scott Trade got brought out by TD Ameritrade. Oh, uh, okay. And now TD Ameritrade, within the next, uh, I say, 15 months, um, they're going to get, they're going to merge with Charles Schwab. Mm, okay. So, okay. Yeah, but I mean that's some that's how far back yeah. it goes. But this whole social media uh, 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 phenomenon, it has really um, been a benefit to me as far as my profession. And I don't think I would have three hundred thirty-seven clients uh, today uh, without social media. Absolutely, that's one of the <laughs> quickest, most valuable ways that I had been able to start growing my business exponentially this year. Mm-hmm was through utilizing my social capital. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Asking peers of mine to support my business by reposting this flyer, which essentially was a giveaway for Black-owned businesses mm-hmm. that needed video advertisements. Um, as a result of me doing so, I was able to service well over 10, 10 clients mm-hmm. um, with the video service, I'm sorry, with the uh, video production mm-hmm. um, to create quality 
right. video advertisements for their online brands. So yeah, and it, with the way uh, twenty twenty is gone, yeah, it uh, was it was almost divine. Yeah, it was <laughs> the, divine. the need was there, and you know, right. a lot of them brought me more clientele. Some gave me donations. Absolutely. Um, some you know came back again and, and wanted to work and do something else. And made look referrals. At a, look and, at the reckoning we're having with everyone now being conscious about uh, financial literacy now, absolutely. and everybody wanting to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. And you're seeing your business increase exponentially now because people need uh, social media and digital um, advertisements. Absolutely. Now. And your phone is ringing off the hook. And uh, before you know it, uh, you're going to have to start adding employees. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I was talking to y'all fair about that. Might be looking for a video editor next year. Yes. Just to, you know, pass on a couple projects here and there. And then, of course, as this, here, plug. this podcast grow right here, we already talking about uh, getting more office space. Oh, absolutely. Setting up a permanent studio, mm-hmm. all that type of stuff. And, but um, we can't reveal too much information to the folks, Sean. You know what I'm saying? We got to keep it in wraps for surprises. But we can... What Go right you? into what you was talking about. Right. Share with the folks how they can provide donations to support our podcast, as well as other means to support our podcast. Well, I don't know the details. You know all the fine prints. All I know is I really uh, would like for our uh, current followers to continue to support us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we uh, want to keep this production going. It does cost money. Um, so uh, Andre has uh, set up the uh, donation somewhere, some way he can explain the details. <laughs> you know, I got to have some music drop yeah. when I get to explain it. Yeah, and, our, and our followers, though, uh, please uh, uh, get your friends to follow us. Go over and subscribe um, to the YouTube channel mm-hmm. um, and uh, get all your co-workers and friends and anybody else passing by you with a smartphone to click on us and uh, show us some love. Hey, if you see the mailman appear at your doorstep with his mask on, let him know about the I Got Sense podcast. If you see your barber this week when you get a haircut, let him know about the I Got Sense podcast. If you see your co-workers this week because y'all coincidentally walked into the office on the day y'all wasn't supposed to because of COVID, let them know about the I Got Sense podcast. And also, too, before I wrap it up, sorry, I had to drown that out real quick. Yes, sir. Before I wrap it up, you can support our podcast by making a small monthly donation of $1 to $10. This can be accessed by clicking the link in our Instagram bio. Our Instagram is I Got Sense Podcast. Or you can go directly to anchor.fm forward slash I Got Sense Podcast forward slash support. From there, you'll have some detailed instructions on how you can make a nice donation for us to us. I'm sorry. You can also support our podcast by like Cheyenne was saying, subscribing to our YouTube channel, liking and sharing our videos. And if you're listening to us on Apple podcast, please, 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 please. I'm not going to beg y'all no more, but I will, if I need to please leave a review highlighting what you like about our podcast be honest folks we love honesty you commenting on our you i'm sorry leaving a review will help our podcast be more visible to new viewers that's that sounds good man yeah show us some love i don't know all that fancy stuff andre just said i just want y'all to show me some love so i don't have to uh, come to your door personally and ask you to do it and I definitely you got the shell, the shell. Andre I don't want to have to pick up nobody's cell phone just sitting down and log on and subscribe for them 
that would be good with it. I mean, you know, I guess if we come in there with a mask and some gloves, it might work. <laughs> Gotta abide by the COVID restrictions, right? Yeah, I know when I'm in the airport, uh, when people ask me what I do, I, I hit them with the card and tell them, like, hey, pull me up right now. And while you are uh, looking at what I do, hit that subscribe button. <laughs> so I'm, doing, I'm doing what I can over here to, to get us where we need to be. Hey, we growing. We growing. Ladies and gentlemen. Hey, is my name, my spell. Thanks to the client. That's Good. about all we got. I'm not for the I Got Sense podcast today. Man, you know what? 30 days later, we might go go. Hey, I like that. <laughs> Till next time. I'm known as the Peace. Peace. Make a new Jack Sermony. Destroy an employee when your rhymes are not void. Never sweating your girl.